Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Pulse of the Region brought to you by the Metro Hartford Alliance. The Alliance is the region's business and economic development partnership that drives economic prosperity through retaining and creating jobs and promoting the greater Hartford region as an exceptional place to build a business, an industry, a career, and a future. We also have our Hartford Chamber of Commerce promoting the city. And we also have two show sponsors that we always like to recognize. We appreciate their partnership on a daily basis. Connecticut Center for Advanced Technology, Inc., also known as CCAT, is a nonprofit corporation leading regional and national partnerships to help manufacturers, academia, Government and nonprofit organizations excel. You can learn more at ccat.us. And Oak Hill, empowering people with disabilities. Oak Hill sets the standard, partnering with people with disabilities to provide services and solutions, promoting independence, education, health, and dignity. For more information, go to oakhillct.org. You've heard us talk a lot on this show about the direction of the alliance, the direction of the Hartford region. Hartford as a global city, attracting and retaining businesses, marketing the region, telling our story. We're doing all that at the alliance these days under the leadership of David Griggs. Um, But uh, as David always says, economic development is a team sport. And one of the members of that team, one of the uh, vital members of that team is Gene Goddard, who is the chief business investment officer. And we talk about uh, when we talk about promoting the region and being out on the road and telling our story, Gene, is you're, you're kind of the front, you're the face of the organization. You're one of the faces of the organization, right? Is that, I mean, is that accurate? Yeah, I, I guess I would be the chief salesman for the organization. He's the deal, the deal, the I remember before, deal junkie. <laughs> before you came in, I remember this, people said that you were the, you were the deal guy. So, so whenever, uh, again, it's, it, it, in all seriousness, it, it takes a, it takes a group and a team effort to attract and retain business here, but Gene does play a vital role, and we're, we're thrilled to have Gene um, on, on the Alliance team. And uh, Gene, let's let's start by, um, if you could just give us a little bit of your background. Your role at the Alliance is new, is a relatively new role. You haven't been here that long, um, but it aligns perfectly with kind of the evolved mission of the organization. Talk a little bit about where you came from and how you, how you made it to Hartford. Okay. Well, my background is a 30-year career in economic development, working for local government, working for a state agency in the state of Minnesota um, on the business development side and the nonprofit, similar to the Metro Hartford Alliance. I worked for a firm, a group in Minneapolis, St. Paul called Greater MSP, where I led economic development efforts there. And my last stop before coming to the Metro Hartford Alliance was working for a firm called Springstead, which is the national uh, consulting firm that supports local governments and in their bonding economic development. I led their national economic development practice. So greater MSP and, and we've, you know, obviously with, with you and, and David, both being from that organization and from that, that uh, market, you know, we've, we've had a lot of uh, discussions about some of the things that you guys have done there. I know you, it's a, it's a larger market than Hartford. I know you guys have had, you've had um, NCAA final fours and you've had Super Bowls and you've had uh, organizations and, um, companies that have located their headquarters there, um, similar to some of the things that we're, we're doing here in Hartford. But um, what are some of the things that you that you did in, in, in Minneapolis to just sort of drive economic development, really put Minneapolis-St. Paul on the map? 
Well, one of the things that we really worked hard on is trying to create a narrative or a story around the strengths of our business community. And it's the same kind of thing that we're trying to do here in Hartford, understanding what the business analytics are, what drives business to choose this region, what drives them to stay here, and what will help them choose to continue to grow and expand and make those capital investments within the region. So trying to gather all the information that we need, the data. So when we, so when we go out to a company, say in Munich or in Chicago or New York and say, hey, we are the insurance capital of the world, then we not only can make the claim that we have the information to prove it. So when they start questioning, say, well, tell us more about it. We can give them the facts and information about the strength of our workforce, the number of companies that are here, the capital investment that's taking place. So we can tell those stories. And it goes beyond just insurance, but it goes into um, the business community around aerospace, advanced manufacturing, the strength of our healthcare industry here. And those are similar things that we did in Minneapolis, St. Paul. It's getting on the road, getting out there and talking to business leaders and telling them your story. Because if you don't do it, someone else is going to do it for you, and they may not get it right. And we want to make sure that our story, our narrative is defined by us, not by somebody else. That's a great point, and we're going to get into what that narrative is in just a few minutes. But before we get there, uh, so you, so your role now, Chief Business Investment Officer, there, there have been certain capacities at the Alliance that have been similar, but nothing really to, quite to the extent of of what you're doing now. And uh, you know, in the, in the year and a half that David's been been with the organization, we've seen a, a lot, obviously a lot of changes. Uh, an evolution in the way we we do things, uh, more of the economic development piece. Um, talk a little bit about your uh, your current role. Um, you know, you, we know that you're out. You're telling the story, but what what? How is your role different than what me? What the alliance has seen in the past? Well, it, my role as chief business investment officer is that all of our economic development and business development programs and our research staff report to me. So trying to coordinate everything together. So the, the Connecticut. Connecticut Insurance Finance Services Trade Association, um, the Connecticut Healthcare Council, the Global Business Council, Innovation Destination Hartford, uh, and our research team all co- are combined into one business unit, one team together, so that we're able to to do things in a different way by supporting each other, sharing information, resources, and then helping each of those initiatives to go out and look at the economic development side of things, not only by supporting the companies and the businesses that are here in the region, but helping them better understand what the supply chain needs are, what businesses could be support companies across different industries and platforms so that we can attract those companies and help grow them within the region. That's something new that we haven't had in the past. And so I'm trying to help our staff and our team and our investors understand those issues that economic development is, as you said earlier with David Griggs comment is that economic development is a team sport. We can't do this on our loan on our own. We need the support of the business community to help grow and expand the region. Now you, uh, you mentioned you have over 30 years of experience in economic development. You were in the Midwest, you're from the Midwest and you ended up in, in Hartford and, and the narrative has, I want to be, whenever I ask this question, I want to make sure that my tone is, is correct because the, the narrative has changed and the way that we ask this question has changed because it, it used to be, you know, 10, 15 years ago, why did you end up in Hartford in a disparaging way? But now it's more information like, oh, like, you know, how did you end up here? Like, what's your story? And and I'm sure you probably had, uh, you know, you probably had options. Um, what made you decide to come to Hartford, Connecticut? Well, other than, you know, working with David in the past, you know, having a, a someone that you, a boss that you understand and know and, 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 uh, know your strengths and weaknesses together and how you can partner and build off each other. You know, that, that made my eight year job interview kind of go easy, 
but really choosing the the Hartford region is a lot like where I come from, St. Paul. Um, in the past, the communities are very similar. They're capital cities. They're insurance cities. They're corporate headquarters communities. They have strength in manufacturing, great recreation, outdoor quality of life stuff. So. Hartford is a great location for that. I mean, I had never been to the Connecticut region before coming, taking this job and, or starting the interviewing process, and I was really pleasantly surprised. I'd never knew really much about Connecticut. The outdoor life is amazing. The trees, the 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 quality of the arts and the and the theater and the foodie. The St. Paul is a big beer community, <laughs> you know. Hams and, you know, Hams beer. You've ever remember those commercials from years back? You know, it's a beer community, and that's the thriving uh, craft brewery community in this region. It's a lot of fun and having a great time going around and trying to find new places and new new brews. And, and just, you know, in the three months I've been here trying to explore the community and learn more about the strengths and how we can tell the story better. You, you mentioned location, and obviously you when, when Hartford – is discussed oftentimes you hear about the proximity, the, you know, the, the proximity to New York and Boston, which is a good thing. But as, as we've said before, you know, the Hartford's been kind of in that middle seat, kind of pushing our way uh, on the armrest, um, you know, being Boston and New York. And almost in the past, we've had like almost that inferiority complex. Like, you know, people have said, oh, it's great to be close to those cities because when we want to escape Hartford, we can go to Boston, New York. But that that's changed. Um, what have you heard? Um, you know, what have you heard and seen since you've been here? Obviously, being close to those cities from a business and economic development standpoint is is a positive, but we're not taking a backseat to them anymore, right? I mean, that's no, it's like they should I, be proud to be near us. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, that's kind of my narrative as well. Being new to the community is, you know, Boston and New York are not. We're not between them. They're next to us. We're there. They have a great opportunity to build off of our business. Their businesses, our relationships we have with them, are. Um, you know, people say, well, maybe we need to go there because they have more. We have a great airport. We have great destinations out. We've got great labor force. Cost living here is 24% lower than Boston and 30 some odd percent lower than New York City. So being in this region, you can have everything you want. Great jobs, great business. Your your spouse or your partner can also have a great opportunity here. Education systems are amazing within this community from you know, from elementary school all the way to the university, you know, there's not a lot to complain about. You know, I hear a lot of people saying, well, the walk past the good stuff to talk about the struggles that this region or this state has, but there's so much to talk about that's great here. So you don't even need to worry about the bad things that sometimes, most of the time. If I recall correctly, I think we just announced this week a ranking that we are the number one city for recent graduates. The Wallet Hub, I think was I think it was maybe Wallet Hub. It's on our website, MetroHartford.com. Check that out. So you see Hartford number one, and then below Hartford, I want to just make sure that we're very clear on this. You see cities like Cleveland, Boston, DC, San Francisco, Atlanta, Philadelphia. Okay, these are all cities that we people look at and be like, oh, you know, that those are those are those are big cities. Those are real cities. But Hartford is number one above all of those cities. So how do we leverage? Uh, you know, I, I know that I, I know that sometimes the research and data people, they don't love rankings. Rankings can, you know, sometimes I think rankings are great for the marketing side of things. But how do we leverage that kind of that kind of thing to say, hey, listen, we're on a list with these big markets that have traditionally been known as like the places to be. Right. Mm-hmm. They're lucky to be on the list with us. Um, how do we how do we start to get people to, to, to realize that we don't take second fiddle to anyone? 
Because I know that's part of what you do. Well, it's just telling that story over and over and over again. What do you guys in the marketing business, media business, say you have to say something three times because somebody will hear it and seven times before they'll believe it. So we're just going out talking, marketing communications, our, our social media, our face-to-face conversations, all focus around the same message, telling that story. You know, yeah, we're number one education. We're in the top five for um, innovation in the country. We're in the top 10 for millennials where they want to go. You can afford a house here. You can afford groceries here. In San Francisco, I have friends there that are taking a or driving an hour and a half to hop on a train to go another an hour and a half to get a job in in downtown. That is not quality of life for me. Three hours on the road every day. You know, traffic here may have, have some bumps and issues, but this is a small state. We have access to great locations, great airports. It's easy to get around. We have a good story to tell. How do we le- speaking of the stories that we tell and, and leveraging our brands, we're we're fortunate um, that we are the insurance capital of the world. Um, that's, that's, uh, it's, it's not just a moniker. It's not just a brand. It's, it's, a, there's actually substance there and, and we are the insurance capital of the world. How do we leverage that kind of brand? And that's just one example. Cause we have obviously great healthcare here. We have aerospace, we have, um, you know, obviously ESPN on the broadcast side, but let's just say as an example, the insurance capital of the world, how do we leverage a brand like that? Most cities do not have that kind of brand. I mean, even Chicago, I love Chicago. Chicago's a great city. It's the windy city. So it's, so it's known for the, uh, you know, bad weather, wind, bad weather coming off Lake Michigan. Um, we actually have something that's a substantive insurance capital. world. So when you're out telling the story, how do we leverage, for example, the insurance capital of the world? Well, it's a great conversation starter. So you're sitting down with somebody and you say, we're the insurance capital of the world. And they, you say, well, tell me more about that. So we talk about companies like NASA, RE, Travelers, Hartford, you know, MetLife, all the firms that are located you know, Cigna, the firms that are located in the region. So you, that gets you an opening. So then you start talking about the strengths of those industries and what's going on in, in insurance tech and, and fintech, all the software IT solutions that are coming in to make those businesses even more successful. So then that brings up the idea, okay, well, how are you using, so what's next? So aerospace, with the number five aerospace region in the United States. So we're seeing some of the platforms and the technologies that have been created by one industry sliding over into the other. Um, we've got Stanley Black & Decker headquartered in this region. They're developing a system here using blockchain, blockchain technology where they'll be able to manage and operate all of their manufacturing equipment globally here out of Hartford. So as being able to start the story with one piece and then being able to build off of that and talk about the other strengths we have within the region. So it's a good opener. So you're saying that even if you're talking to, uh, it's obviously, you know, the marketing and, and business 101 know your audience, but even if you're talking to aerospace uh, companies or insurance companies, you can still talk about the other industries here. It's that sort of holistic viewpoint. So if you're talking to an aerospace company, it's still it's still positive for them to know that it's the insurance capital of the world, even right. though if they're not in insurance, right? Right. Well, they and they need insurance for their products or services that they need. So, that, you know, having that knowledge base and skill set within the region that can do not only, you know, life, but do, do casually and do property and, and whatever we need to have, they have to have insurance as well. So it's building that whole life cycle of business and companies, if an individual is in a marketing executive within an aerospace company and they say, Hey, I want to try a different challenge. They can go over to an aerospace company. They can go to ESPN. They can go to 
advanced manufacturing and have a whole career built upon marketing, but they're going to multiple different industries as they grow and expand their knowledge base and skill sets. So you don't have to go to Silicon Valley and all you do is IT. It's all you ever do there. But you have the ability to go to multiple different industries and expand your skill sets. I think that's pretty incredible. Or if you have a spouse or a trailing partner that you want to bring to the region, they can have an opportunity for a job. Maybe you're insurance, maybe you're aerospace, but then they can move into another position. That's great for recruiting talent. That's great for opportunities. Because some people, you know, when you're moving from region to region, you don't want to go into an industry and know you're stuck. And if you, you don't like the job, you can't move to something else. Where here you have that capacity and that ability to do whatever you want to do. And I think that's why millennials who traditionally, you know, we hear on the studies that they jump jobs every three to five years. Well, they can have multiple experiences here where you can't have that in other parts of the country. You, you, talked, um, you talked before, uh, you mentioned research and, and, and data um, that's a, a kind of a new, a newer function at at the alliance, and it's uh, something that we have been hungry for 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 a while. Um, can you just talk a little bit about how you, when you, you know when you're, for example, when you're on the road and you're and you're selling the region um, as that as the sales the sales rock star, right? Um, you have the research and data at your at your fingertips. How important is that? Again, that's something that we've never had before. We've started to use utilize it a lot in our marketing materials. Um, how do you leverage and utilize the data that we have to help tell our story and to help, you know, encourage companies that Hartford is the place to be? So, you know, I'm a data nerd, so I'm always trying to look at the numbers and figure out how companies can be more successful. So, you know, you hear a lot of conversation in the news about incentives that offered by one state or another that help a business choose to build a manufacturing plant or put an office in a certain location. But when those incentives are gone in three or five or 10 years, the company still has to do business within the community. So we try to help companies understand that whole life cycle of operations. Yeah, maybe they get a little support from the state or a local government to help build a facility here, but what's going to make them successful long-term? So looking at our energy costs, yeah, we have higher energy costs in the, than in other parts of the country. We understand that, but looking at how retail wheelings can support that to lower their costs. Can they use fuel cell technology? Can they use gas turbine gen sets on site to help them lower some of the costs, um, to help them be more productive? How, what are, what's our effective tax rate? Many of the organizations that do national tax studies like the Taxpayers League, they only look at statutory rates. They don't really go into what your true cost of, business, cost of government is. Looking at from the Mosquito Control District to the wastewater treatment plants all the way up to state and local government, what those true costs are. So if you look like a state like Texas, which has no corporate income tax rate, they have, they fund their government at the local level. So the county, the school districts, the, the public government, local government have higher rates than what we may have than what we have here. So when you add that all together, Texas doesn't really be as cheap as you think it may be. And then you add in distribution costs, logistics costs, and stuff like that. Then it creates significant issues for businesses to be operation, have operations. So we try to look into that data and understand it more closely, looking at location quotients. What's the concentration of companies or labor or skill sets within our community? We have the highest concentration of um, actuaries in any other part of the world. Fantastic. That's, you know, that's a skill set that we have. How do we use that number to talk to um, an insurance company that may be in Dallas headquartered there. 
how do we get them to think about our region as a place to grow and expand? We're not always trying to get somebody to relocate their headquarters, but if they put a small office, that small office then grows into a larger office that may turn into a regional center for that business. So helping them understand that data. Um, in the past, I've worked on projects where we had to get down into understanding what the wait times were for security at the airport because companies have a lot of big people traveling and they want to know that their workforce is going to get through the airport, not waste time, that they can get into their gate where they can open up their laptop or into a, a lounge within the airport and, and do work and be productive. So those are real important things to think about as well. Commute times, travel patterns, where people are coming from. You know, for example, a city, a town like uh, Farmington, they have a workforce of roughly 36,000 people. Of that workforce, 33,000 of those people are coming from other parts of the region to those jobs in Farmington. And Farmington is exporting over 12,000 jobs to other parts of the region. How those commute patterns, those labor skill sets are moving around the community to better understand how integrated we are together so that a community down on the which the Metro Hartford region or the Hartford region includes the three counties of, of Hartford, Tallinn, and Middlesex. How our labor force moves around and, and is key to the strength of helping businesses grow and expand here. So that kind of data is a real important tool for us to better tell the story. Understanding where fiber lines are or, or natural gas lines are so you don't put a plant in the wrong location so that they have a chance to be successful from day one. I knew if I asked you a research question, I'd get a nice, nice <laughs> answer. So I should have asked you that. That should have been my first question. We could have the whole show taken care of. Um, no, it, it really is limitless, and and you're making a ton of a ton of great points. And and the, and the research and data piece is just so important in the economic development work, and we're seeing that on a daily basis. Um, you know, we we talk a lot about telling the Hartford story, and you know, I want you just mentioned Farmington and. And there's the city of Hartford, and then there's all the surrounding areas, but there's the Hartford region, there's the MSA. Um, and we've had a lot of discussions uh, in the office and, and out in the community about whether you're in the city of Hartford or whether you're in Farmington or Ellington or anywhere else around Hartford, you are Hartford. Why is that important for all of us to identify with Hartford, whether you're in the city or the region? Why is that so important? Because I feel like we're one of the few markets where if you, if you meet somebody in Florida, they'll be like, yes, I'm from Simsbury, Connecticut. That doesn't really mean much. Why, why, why are we not saying Hartford and how important is that? It's incredibly important because business community is global. Business is global and business wants to be in a region. They don't look to a specific community that much anymore. You know, my hometown of Trimont, Minnesota is 805 people. I mean, companies don't look at communities like that. They look at regions because they're looking at labor force. They're looking at transportation systems. They're looking at distribution systems. So that, so when they're looking at locations, they're thinking regions, not a specific community. So, you know, where I come from, Minneapolis, St. Paul, or if you think Dallas, Fort Worth, they're a region because if when Toyota moved from, from California to Dallas, Fort Worth, they didn't, they were choosing a location in Plano. They didn't say they're going to Plano. They said they're going to Dallas, Fort Worth. So that creates an identity, a region. So, you know, I hope one day that when, when companies publish their business cards, if they're located in Enfield or if they're down in, uh, you know, somewhere in Middlesex County, they'll put Hartford. Their zip code is where the mail will go to, but they're part of Hartford. So we are that region. Just like maybe you, you're from Cambridge. You don't put Cambridge on your business card. You may put Boston. Or if you're from, you know, Brooklyn, you don't put Brooklyn on there. You put your New York City. Right, right. We're getting there. 
Well, we're getting there. You know, yeah, Hartford uh, in Connecticut, you know, but was a state that was founded in the early 1600s. You know, I come from from Minnesota, where my home is 112 years old, and that's an old home. You know, here in this part of the state or country, that's that's not that old. So you know, you think more of a regional standpoint than you do an individual community. I knew we weren't going to get to all these questions today uh, as we're starting to wind down, but I, but I, I do want to get one very important one in, and this is kind of a two-part question for you, Gene. I'll let you, I'll let you go on this one here. Um, how do, how do we attract companies here? I know, I know this is, you know, one of the reasons why you were brought in here is to attract, uh, attract businesses and then also retain the ones that are here. Two-part question is how do we attract businesses to Hartford and how do we retain the ones that we already have? Well, I think it goes to a lot of what we've been already been talking about is having the information to provide to the businesses so that they know how they can be successful here. It's creating a, a tax and regulatory structure that supports business growth. You know, whether you like industry or not, you know, businesses drive our economy. Government doesn't. Government doesn't create wealth, doesn't create income, doesn't create opportunity. It's done that by the individual, by the business community, by those of us out there trying to grow a, a region. So pr- helping them have the tools, the resources, the partnerships, the finance, the capital, so they can be successful. So that's how you attract companies by doing it. And it's the same thing for attract, retaining them. Having an environment where companies can be successful is helpful for all of us because they generate the income that they get spread around the community and it helps so government can do the great good things that government can do. That's a, that's a great answer. Very succinct. Um, it, it's, it's so true. And, and as far as the success that we have, um, you know, this is, we're, we're obviously in this for the long haul. So the success and the excitement and the energy and the vibrancy that we're feeling now, uh, how do we sustain that? It's, it's, it's one thing to say, Hey, you know, this is great. We got six months, a year, but generationally, you know, we want to keep this going on, you know, 10 years from now, I want Hartford to be even better than it is today. How do we, how do we sustain the success? Not just build it, but then su- sustain well, it as well. It's creating the systems that keep that moving forward and then, you know, sustaining them over time. So you, you, whether it's a legislative issue, if you're trying to support an educational system that, so that matches up with our company. So you create the systems legislatively sometimes to make that go long-term and it's just an attitude. So when you're talking about manufacturing, manufacturing isn't what it used to be. You know, you're working in a clean environment. You have to have a, sometimes you have to have a master's degree to run a machine or you have to have skills, you know, skill sets. So creating educational systems that support those industries long-term manufacturing, you know, you can come out of, out of a technical school here and be making 60 to $80,000 a year and you don't walk away with huge debt. So developing those systems within the community that support long-time growth and having everybody buy into that. And, and when you say buy into it, are we talking about like the collaboration piece, the partnership piece? Because I know that there's a lot of, there, there are a lot of organizations, you have the Alliance, you have the state, um, you have Cirque, there are a lot of different, there are, you know, local chambers of commerce. How, how do we sort of glue it all together to make sure that we're all in, we're all in the same boat on I know that's probably the that's, million dollar that, question. That's the million dollar question. Um, the special sauce, whatever the, <laughs> the recipe that you, whatever you want to, you know, euphemism you want to use around it. It's not easy to do because everybody there's you know there's organizations that are have been around for years or decades and they have their fiefdom that they want to do or they have done in the past. 
it, it's a, we all have the same goal in the end. We want to see Connecticut grow, be thrive. We want our kids to go to school, be safe. We want our, our education systems to be strong. We want a great environment. We want great recreational activities. It's just everybody staying in their lane and talking to their, their partners and their colleagues across organizations and working together. You know, it's, there's no, it's not rocket science. It's, it's not certainly understanding how to put together a, a jet engine at Pratt and Whitney. That's complicated stuff. This is just about people having a similar vision, but maybe having a different approach to get there and people staying in their lane and working together. Isn't that great? And uh, when we're talking about aerospace and manufacturing that you say it's not rocket science, you, well, actually it is rocket science sometimes, right? Um, there's a lot of innovation going on here. and um, That's why we're number five in the country. We're number five in the country. That's right. We have. Uh, we should be really proud of that and tout, those, um, tout those, those victories and those brands. We have an event coming up on September 26th at the Marriott Hartford downtown, the future of healthcare. Uh, the event is going to talk about the, uh, the future of healthcare in Connecticut and the United States. And uh, I just want to make sure we promote that. September 26th, you can go to cthealthcouncil.com for more uh, information on that. We want to thank the sponsors uh, of that so far, Harvard Pilgrim Healthcare, Qualadime, St. Francis Healthcare. There are uh, additional sponsorship opportunities available. So again, cthealthcouncil.com. Uh, Health, healthcare, we haven't really talked too much about that. We have about 30 seconds, but kind of an important issue as well. Quality of life kind of thing. And just making sure that, that that's also a, an economic driver as well. Yeah, we have an amazing healthcare system here. You know, UConn has a incubator system that is creating new new companies, new technology, taking the the science that they're developing in the lab or in the um, hospital room and turning it out into amazing new technology. So that is one of our strengths moving forward, and it's helping develop that supply chain and business structure coming out of the, our great hospitals that we have here. Well, again, uh, for that event, cthealthcouncil.com, and there are plenty more uh, alliance programs and chamber programs uh, coming up. Uh, you can go to metrohartford.com. Gene, I want to thank you for being on the show. We're gonna, I know we, we we're going to have to start somewhere. Where in the world is Gene Goddard? Because uh, I know you're going to be out on the road a lot, and we're going to probably have you back in on another show to talk about what you're hearing about Hartford, what you're um, what you're telling people about Hartford as we continue to evolve. But I want to thank you for being uh, on Postal Region for the first time, and not the last time, hopefully. Thanks, Brian. So thanks, Gene. And um, I want to thank, uh, again, our sponsors, CCAT and Oak Hill. And of course, thank you all for listening to Pulse of the Region, brought to you by the Metro Hartford Alliance. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.